Community Matters, this little Saturday get-together we have on WBCK happens after the 8 o'clock news and then anytime at BattleCreekPodcast.com. So if you hear an episode or don't and want to go back and find out what we talked about, you can do that at BattleCreekPodcast.com, made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. I'm Richard Pyatt. Joining us now from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, just ahead of what was known certainly as the Martin Luther King Day Observances, which of course is Monday the 15th this year. Following that, the National Day of Racial Healing on Tuesday the 16th this year. And Stephanie Meinke, communications officer with the Kellogg Foundation, is here to talk about that particular entity's connection to this national event. Samantha, welcome. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm so glad to be here with you today. I suppose we should take a minute, especially now that the Kellogg Company is known as the W.K. Kellogg Company, and the Kellogg Foundation is the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. Different entities, same person to inspire them. True? That is right. We were both founded by Will Keith Kellogg, um, who founded the Kellogg Company so long ago after inventing cereal, uh, cornflakes. When he made his fortune, he decided that he wanted to leave it in support of children. And so he founded the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. We're one of the largest private foundations in the United States today. He stipulated that he wanted us to make sure that we were using his fortune to support children, the most vulnerable children in particular. And so that's what we do. We invest in children um, here in Battle Creek, of course, but also across the country and internationally in Mexico and Haiti. We remain located here in our hometown of Battle Creek, and we're really pleased to be part of the community. But we are separate from the W.K. Kellogg Company. That is right. So children, that's interesting. So if we just linger on that for a moment, when we talk about pursuits that support children, that's a broad description, right? Uh, How do you focus that? Yeah, that's a great question. We know that the the greatest impact you can make on a child is in their earliest years. And so we tend to focus our funding on supporting the health and welfare and education of children from before they're born up until the age of eight. And so we invest in education, especially early childhood education, and um, health equity work to make sure that the more vulnerable children in our society have access to resources and opportunities that will help them um, be successful in school and then later in life. And we, we also know that children don't live by themselves. They live in families. Um, and in order for children to thrive, it's really important for their families to also have access to opportunities so they can support their children. And so we also invest in employment equity work to try to help folks who are a little bit more vulnerable in our world be able to access good paying jobs so that they can support their children. We also know that there are some inequities in our culture and in the communities where we invest, including Battle Creek, we try to help um, our communities become more equitable places of opportunity. So uh, we target people who are more vulnerable and uh, try to provide support to programs that help them be able to access what they need to become successful and to thrive in our society. So let's talk then about the National Day of Racial Healing. This You've done a terrific yeah. job of prefacing perhaps what might have led to the Kellogg Foundation involvement in this national event. Talk about that, if you would. 
Absolutely. So we know that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream and a vision for our country that one day a child's race would not lead to uh, accurately predict the outcomes that that child would have in life. And unfortunately, we still don't live in that world, but we're really inspired by the vision of Dr. King. And we really appreciate that we have the opportunity every Martin Luther King Jr. Day to reflect on his vision for the future and to celebrate uh, what he hoped for us as a society. And our thought was it would be great to take the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day and make that the National Day of Racial Healing, where we can all take time um, to do our own work um, and to come together as a community to try to heal from the effects of racism and, and move our society forward closer to the outcome of that dream. And so um, we, we hope people will take time on the day to reflect on their own heart and mind and think about their own biases and prejudices with honesty, and then take some time to come together with other people in their community. And that could be their family members, colleagues, friends, um, maybe people you don't even know in your community yet, and have um, honest conversations with them where you share your own experiences and you really listen to them to hear their experiences so that you can form um, relationships with them in your community and identify what you have in common to be able to move forward toward a better future for us all. You know, we live in a time right now where there's, it feels like there's a lot that divides us and we spend a lot of time talking about the divisions we have. And so the National Day of Racial Healing is an opportunity to connect with each other and build relationships and bridge those divides. Well, that's incredible and an opportunity to, as you say, do what we don't spend enough time doing, most likely. How does this help folks carry on past Tuesday and the the National Day? <laughs> I'm sure there are ways that that uh, the foundation and really the the observance in general are recommending folks try to make it useful and carry it forward. True? Yeah, absolutely. We absolutely recognize that you can't spend one day a year thinking about racial healing and doing some work toward racial healing and then snap your fingers and live in a society where there's no racism anymore. Like that's just not how things work. But um, the day itself is meant to bring attention to this and to help us all think about it at least once a year and make a commitment to what we can do the rest of the year to work together. Um, We have a website called dayofracialhealing.org, and there are all kinds of resources available on that website. Um, If you're not familiar with the history of our country and, and some of the things that have happened to harm people of color in particular, there's information there about that so you can learn. Um, and there are also, if you don't know how to have conversations about this, it can be really hard to start conversations about race. It's a really painful subject for a lot of people. So we have conversation guides and action kits um, and ideas for how you can host your own event on that site. And then we also have a calendar of events where there are hundreds of events happening in communities across the country, including two right here in Battle Creek um, on the National Day, where you can come together with people in the community and talk to each other and imagine what the world would be like, what your community would be like if there were no more racism and everybody had opportunity to thrive. I will tell you that one of the events we have in Battle Creek is um, at two o'clock next Tuesday. 
And that's the Calhoun Intermediate School District that has a special reading time for young children. They're going to be reading Amanda Gorman's book called Change Things and sending every child who attends that event home with a copy of it, as well as learning materials. So that's a great opportunity for kids in um, Calhoun County. And then in the evening, the Battle Creek Coalition for Truth, Racial Healing, and Transformation is hosting an event um, called National Day of Racial Healing, Battle Creek in 100 Years Without Racism. And they're inviting everybody who would like to attend in the community to attend and think about what the community would look like, what it would smell like, what it would feel like for everybody if we didn't have any racism in the community. And they're going to have wonderful food from local restaurants available. And um, there's going to be spoken word poetry and dancing. And I, I went to their event last year. It was so much fun. And I got to connect with so many people in the community. So I recommend everybody come out if you can. What do you think the uh, connection is then that helps us do what we really need to do that you've described. For example, with that event, you talk about food and fellowship and putting ourselves in a mindset to imagine what it would be like without racism. Is that how it connects, do you think? The cultural immersion helps make a different connection. Oh, that is such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. I think the connection comes in, like, yes, you go to the event, and you're disarmed by the wonderful food. Um, even if it's not food you're familiar with, it's delicious. And so you get to try something new maybe. But more importantly than that, you get to sit at a table with neighbors from your community. And we really recommend that you find a table with people you have never met in your community who maybe look different from you and have a different background from you. And uh, there are questions on the table to help spark conversation so that you can uh, talk to each other. And, and that is where that connection is made, really, is sitting down and having a conversation with people in your community and being a little bit vulnerable um, to start to build a relationship with them and um, build community and a connection directly with that other person. Once you start to build trust like that, that's how you, you have built those bridges where you can move forward and, and really start to trust each other to build new initiatives that can transform the community. So, Samantha, who is the real target, would you say, of folks that you would expect to attend a, a National Day of Racial Healing event? Is it folks who want to advance this potential to for change, or are you really trying to, to open up minds of folks who might not necessarily consider attending. I think we're interested in having anybody attend, um, no matter where they are on their racial healing journey. We, we know that for everybody, this is a journey and nobody is at the end goal um, for racial healing yet. So no matter if you haven't considered thinking about racial healing before, or you haven't given much thought to racism before, or if you're, you've given a lot of thought to that and you've taken a lot of action to try to make change, both of those people are welcome at these events. Um, like One of my favorite quotes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is, but the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of the beloved community. It's this type of spirit and this type of love that can transform opposers into friends. Um, and I think that really 
encapsulates what the what what the journey is that we hope people take on the National Day of Racial Healing and on other days of the year too, to be clear. But we really invite everybody in to participate in this on the day itself, because by connecting with each other in our communities, that's how we can move forward together as community members toward making change. And it's okay if, if you haven't begun to think about this yet. This is a great opportunity for you to start doing that. Does the Kellogg Foundation try to look at measurables here? So I presume so. I mean, uh, certainly organizations like the Kellogg Foundation, which are fiduciaries of, of vast amounts of money and, and charged with the very august responsibility of deploying those funds in ways that bring returns. When you look at this challenge, do you say, yes, we see some return on this investment? Absolutely. Um, and I will say one of the returns on investment is we really, we, we began this process. We started the National Day of Racial Healing eight years ago, but it is our goal that the National Day becomes much bigger than us and that it becomes part of everybody's year. Um, every community member in Battle Creek that they own this, every community member in communities across the country. And we're really excited that there are hundreds of events happening in communities all across the country. And that is a huge return on the investment that we've made to start with. And then in addition to that, we, we have a partnership with NBC News and Noticias Telemundo we have two town halls that are going to be airing. Um, I believe one is airing first um, on at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, January 12th, but it will be airing several other times throughout the weekend um, after that, and then will be available online to watch after that fact. Um, and then Noticias Telemundo is going to have a Spanish-speaking town hall that airs for the first time at 7 p.m. on the National Day. And we're really excited about this partnership because there are conversations about racial healing, performances from different kinds of people, and these are reaching an audience of millions of people across the country. And, and that is our goal, is just to reach as many people with this message as possible and inspire people to connect with each other and build bridges and communities together. Certainly, as you're listening to this on Saturday, there will be continuing uh, airings of that national town hall and then the ability to stream it on demand later and we'll put a link in the show notes at battlecreekpodcast.com that can help you find that so that's an interesting point uh, when when you look at how to invest in the returns that you're trying to get from this discussion connections like that and reaching more ears and eyes is really impactful in this pursuit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and to, to bring it back to the question you asked earlier, like who is this for? How far on your racial healing journey should you be? We just want people to go on a racial healing journey. And if you haven't started, that's okay. But we hope you will maybe consider watching these town halls or um, we, we NBC has produced a whole series of specials that's also available on NBC News Now that is changing the narrative, where three of the videos from last year's Changing the Narrative focused on our Battle Creek community. So you can watch your, your neighbors and maybe people you're already friends with um, or colleagues with who are here in your local hometown community. 
But uh, several other people this year, individual people, have gone on to talk about their experiences with racism and their their work that they've done on themselves and within their community to work toward racial healing. So that's a really interesting opportunity. And if you have no idea where to begin, um, I think sometimes just listening to other people honestly tell you where they are in their experience can be really helpful to get you thinking about your own experience in life. Yeah, we presume that uh, much of the foundation of racism is based on a lack of understanding and presumably fear of the experiences of someone else. These conversations would have a goal to try and change that. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. A, a lot of racism on an individual basis is based on prejudice and a lack of understanding, a lack of familiarity with people who are different from you. And so having conversations, going out of your way to talk to somebody whose experience is different from you can really help to break down those prejudices and um, shift you away from the thoughts that you had about what a group of people might be like. Because when it, it turns out when you meet individuals from that group, not everybody in that group is exactly the same, right? <laughs> individual people are individual people. And that's, that's one of the amazing things about humanity, I think. So Samantha, when, when we reconnect in a year from now, let's say, and we're talking about the next national day of racial healing, what differences would you hope to see a year from now? So if we, if we began some of us are beginning a journey now, maybe as a result of this conversation or a result of having watched the town hall or come to one of the events. How would you hope the conversation has changed one year from now or even five? Well, while it would be wonderful for you to have me back to talk again about the National Day of Racial Healing, honestly, I hope you have lots of community partners to choose from who are hosting events within the community. We have two community partners who are doing that this year, um, Calhoun ISD and the Battle Creek Coalition for Truth, Racial Healing and Transformation. But I hope um, as people go to dayofracialhealing.org and see the resources that are available there and get ideas for what they could do to host an event for people um, who are maybe similar to that, where they are in their racial healing journeys, that all kinds of other events uh, spring up um, to encourage more and more people to get involved. And I would love to hear a conversation with somebody who's planning something that I know nothing about and who has been inspired by this day and the partners who have done things this year to pick up the mantle and move forward themselves. That would be tremendous. When we come back to uh, what you articulated in the beginning of the conversation about the focus on children for W.K. Kellogg Foundation, do you suppose that we as adults underestimate the influence that we have on young people as it relates to racism? Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. You know, the National Day of Racial Healing, the thought behind it is we want to make sure that we're transforming systems to, to make sure that every child has access to opportunity and resources to be successful in life. And unfortunately, in the world we live in right now, race is a really accurate predictor for outcomes in people's lives. And if, if people of different races did have equitable, equal access to those resources and opportunities, that would not be the case. And so our goal is to do this racial healing work, um, not just on the National Day, but beyond that, 
and to think about how we can interrupt those systemic challenges that we have to make sure that the most vulnerable children in our society get access to those resources and opportunities so that they can grow up to be the best they can be um, and make the most of their life. Well, that sounds like uh, a terrific place to to leave it, other than to say uh, dayofracialhealing.org is the website you should look at and uh, and consider uh, perhaps attending the events that Stephanie's talked about in the community coming up on Tuesday. It's uh, January 16th, the National Day of Racial Healing, largely supported by our own W.K. Kellogg Foundation here in Battle Creek. Uh, certainly the uh, the whole opportunity to absorb what this means for folks and reflect on it is uh, an, the intent behind this event and certainly the intent, I suppose, behind the MLK Day observances on Monday as well. And so uh, for now, we leave the conversation here, but uh, I expect we will talk to you again, Samantha, and uh, maybe, as you say, a number of others uh, in uh, the coming months and years. So we, we appreciate the opportunity. Samantha Meinke with W.K. Kellogg Foundation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been a pleasure. 